Welcome back to another episode of What's Your Jersey podcast. Welcome to 2018. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji. And I am, I know I always say I'm excited, but I actually just got a reading from my guest, a psychic reading. Is that what you call it? Psychic reading, yeah. Psychic reading. Uh-huh. And I laughed. I cried. I probably lost all the blood out of my face at a certain point. You're so white right now. I'm so white, which you know I hate. <laughs> Where's the spray tan? Um, which I haven't gotten. Believe it or not, I was in New Jersey and did not get spray tan for two weeks oh my isn't that the worst no you're back so now you can just go outside no, and back. get it yeah yeah it's, <laughs> no go no no we go to melrose tanning and we get the mystic spray tan for 19 dollars. it's better than any other spray tan in the town anyway guys i have chills i also feel oddly relaxed after that reading like uh i feel like more at peace which is really cool. Good, that's how it's supposed to work. Oh. So yeah, you're, you're you're definitely feeling what you're feeling. Oh, I love it. What you I'm should alive. Be yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Holy> free, stress <laughs> free. <laughs> um, I just want to introduce you. He is an amazing psychic medium. He's also a Taurus. Um, and you've actually probably, since most of you have come over from other friends' podcasts, you've heard him on Adderall and Compliments, The Lady Gang. Um, he's been on the Elite Daily Show, Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop. You've been on CBS Sports, and you know I'm going to make you talk sports. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood Live, be here for a while. I just want to welcome the amazing, the talented, the funny, and very hot Chris Medina. <laughs> Thank you so much. What an introduction. <laughs> no, right? I got through that one. That was good. I usually yeah. butcher it at one point. That, that was great. I liked it. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. We have so many things I want to go over with you. I um I hope you meatballs um had a great New Year's, New Year's Eve. I feel like I don't know, how was your New Year's, Chris? It was uh moving. We actually had to move on the 30th. So we spent our New Year's moving. And then my fat ass tripped and hurt my right foot and haven't been able to walk on it for like the past three days. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, but happy new year. Happy new year (laughs) to you. Mine was really good. I, um, this is something I feel like I've always heard and never really liked is that like the way you spend your new year's Eve is kind of how you're going to spend like energy wise, like the rest of your year. Mm -hmm. Um, and this year I wasn't going to take off work. I was going to try to make money. And I decided kind of last minute to go back home to New Jersey and spend it at at my aunt Claire's house who I call fave hi fave she listens to this um and her her son and his whole family and my boyfriend main squeeze actually came and we all just had this big new year's eve like house party and I spent it making money because we were playing a dice game and I won yeah good for <laughs> you so I was making money on new year's I was laughing my booty off mm-hmm. I danced I I spent it with the people I love and I just felt really good and happy I paced myself drinking wise which you know I think that's a good thing Mm -hmm. that means I'll pace myself this year with that um so I just feel like yeah I spent New Year's Eve doing all of my favorite things and having a good time so going back to what you just said you said how you spend your New Year's Eve is going to predict how your year is yeah so going back home and doing you and taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. and at the same time you were able to make money Mm -hmm. maybe not working but you made money by winning by winning so yeah I mean what a great start to a new year 
Thanks, Chris. Yeah. So I hope you meatballs all had a really good time. It was funny. I actually, I hurt myself too right before New Year's on the same day you did. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Now that I think about it. Yeah. I I was telling you this in the elevator. I was taking this and I talked about this class on the last podcast. I taking like a bar class crossfit type class and afterwards i felt something pop in my knee Mm -hmm. and so today i was supposed to teach a class and it was great because it was canceled so i could rest my knee but i decided i needed to move around physically i needed to do something and there was a yoga class starting and i took this amazing yoga class and it's with urban shama shaman that's it, right? Shaman. Shaman. Uh-huh. Sh- Urban Shaman L- LA is how you find this teacher on Instagram if you want. And she always, I always feel like some of my yoga teachers are psychic or they're empaths or mm-hmm. they're inside your brain when you're taking the class because the stuff she was saying before and after resonated so much with me. Mm-hmm. And I forced myself to go, even though I was like, I should come clean up for Chris <laughs> and make the apartment nice. I was like, you know what? I need to do me. And I need to move. And what she talked about in the beginning of class was just being grateful for all the gifts that we have and just stopping and kind of smelling the roses, which I know is so simple and kind of trite. Um, But I wanted to remind you guys that we should do that coming into the new year because I definitely want to get into resolutions and stuff with you. But I think also reflecting and being happy with where you're at and the fact that we can walk, well, us kind of right now. <laughs> I always say, you know, you, the most important person, I mean, everyone wants to call, you know, say their mate or their family's most important, but I feel like you are the most important person to yourself. So start honoring yourself and it seems like you're starting off your year by honoring yourself. So <laughs> it's a good thing. That, that was one of the biggest themes of my reading. Mm-hmm. And then the yoga teacher came in and told you, so you got two doses of, I need to start doing me. I need to start doing some reflecting and making this year a very personal year for me. Exactly. So. And today I was listening to your podcast you did with the Lady Gang uh-huh. and Kelty Knight, one of the hosts, I absolutely loved how she started it. And I'm going to reiterate it because it, I think is really smart. Clean up your side of the street. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when she said that? Yep. Basically saying For this year, wherever you're at with your relationships or people in your life, kind of take ownership of whatever your shit is and then move on. Kind of just be like, well, this is it. This is what I did. I'm sorry. Like, we'll either have a relationship. I just want to be cool with you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the reading you gave me actually really resonated with that, too. Control what is within your control. Everything else, get rid of it or let it let it let it take care of itself on its own. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Oh, yeah. Lady gang, those girls, I mean... They really they they started off there's different. They actually tested me before I went on there. Oh really? So, yeah. They were like, we're gonna we're gonna have you read somebody that that uh, you would know nothing about. So that was a very memorable podcast for me because they really grilled me on being a psychic. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to grill you no. because I've gotten way too many recommendations <laughs> on you. I feel like all of my really good friends are your biggest fans. Mm-hmm. And Meatballs, actually, I'm sure some, some of you have had readings from Chris and before. And big fans of the ones that referred me to, too. Annabelle, yeah. you know, uh, Jessica, all those other girls. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah. Can you tell the Meatballs, and I'll have you do this at the end, but mm-hmm. you know how sometimes people just like click through podcasts? Uh-huh. Please don't do that. But like, I know we, some of you do. Tell them how they can find you and reach out to you. Uh, they could reach me at uh, my website, which is chrismedina.guide, or they could uh, social media, which is psychic chris m for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
perfect mm-hmm. everyone reach out because he's amazing definitely i know you actually what i loved about your reading with me was that you basically you told me everything that i've intuitively i think always known a little bit but didn't listen to mm-hmm. and it really just hits you over the head when you say it out loud mm-hmm. you know that's why I, I, that's how i start readings off i always tell people i'm going to tell you what you need to hear not what you want to hear and then i'll open the reading up to the shit that you want to hear afterward so the main thing again focusing on yourself and getting you you know i don't know if you want to discuss this on air with, yeah. with your with your uh, meatballs but getting in touch with you and in, in not settling or taking any shit this year from anybody being in control of who you are and what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I need that. Don't settle meatballs, Mm-mm. which I know might not be for everyone. Uh-huh. There's a lot of meatballs that probably aren't taking any shit out there. Mm-hmm. I just need to step in, come into form, <laughs> come into form and, and be, be your authentic self without worrying about how it's going to look to other people. Because the ones that are the ones that rock with you, truly rock with you, rock with you and, and got your back are the ones that are going to stick around and love you for who you are. The ones that are not accepting of it or have, have a problem with it. There's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. So you. can you tell the meatballs a little bit about what you told me? Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Yeah. So I walked in and, you know, um, gave you my quick little spiel on what, what I was going to do and kind of told you, kind of was telling her about um, how her year was going to be and things that uh, she needed to know about as far as as far as things that were holding her back or no longer suited her and what I was telling her was that she needed to start reevaluating herself and who she is and also the people that are around her start setting boundaries with people um, again going back to if they're if they're truly your friends or the ones that are going to stick around if they're not watch them fall off that's probably a good thing um, the universe your guides your your spirits or or whatever it is that you call guides you know messengers angels are going to do some work on you this year as far as realizing your worth and i had told you that may or uh, April or May of this year was going to be a different time for you as far as feeling myself in in coming into who I am. I told you that there was going to be a change in your look and you had mentioned that you were thinking about changing your look up. Changing the hair up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting a more refined self and coming actually coming into with coming into who I am and being comfortable coming into who I am. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Do you want, you want to add anything? I, no, you were so, so, I know we did. Um, I, I don't know. Do you normally talk that long? Yeah. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah? yeah. Okay. Well, the, I actually did kind of test you because I did write down all the things that I knew I needed to change or do. And you basically hit every single thing I said. Oh, thank God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you passed. Meatball Yay. approved. <laughs> um, and I just, I really, really appreciate it. And I'm really grateful because for me, I'll say this again, just hearing it out loud, just confirmed it. And it made me be like, fuck yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. why aren't you doing these things? Why aren't, why are you taking shit from people? Why aren't you putting yourself first and even health stuff? I know sometimes we all wait to go to the doctors or, you know, put off things and it's so important. And you said that, so don't worry guys, I'm not dying. Knock on wood. (laughs) Just getting things checked out. And I'm I'm a big sissy when it comes to the doctor too. I hate going because I always got some shit to say. And I'm like, I already know that I'm fat. I need to do this. I need to do that. (laughs) You're Um, not fat. Don't tell me anything I don't want to hear. I just want to go in. You can ask Jay, like when I go get my blood tested, (sighs) I am so scared that they're like, you need to relax because we're not getting anything. Nothing's coming out. My body shuts down. So yeah, I don't want to scare you with that and tell you that, you know, anything horrible, but you know, what we said about just make sure everything's up to date or up to par and that you're, yes. you're feeling yourself. So I, ha- I mean, 
This is the year of feeling yourself, meatballs. How about that? Yeah, 2018. I love that. No more bullshit, ladies. No, no more. more bullshit. No more, yeah. Yeah, it's time. I feel like that's a hashtag now. Either it's time or like not anymore. I just saw there's so many between the Me Too's and the all the things. I'm going to say 2018's don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't yeah. settle Catherine, in 2018. What are, one of the things that's on your website that I love, it says, this is a quote from you, I hope that people will feel empowered by my insight. Mm-hmm. My goal is to help each person discover their true self. Yep. And I feel like that's exactly what you did. Now, I know your background and everything else, but I want the meatballs to know why they should even listen to you and how how this all got started. Um, yeah, I have been a psychic medium my entire life. Um since the day I was born, I never, I started doing it professionally about almost close to four years ago. Um, I'd always known this was the path that I was going to take. Um, it just, for whatever reason, I had to go through lessons and had to build my character and be in, and go through shit that people are going through every day. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't make me a better psychic, but it just makes me more in tune with people and their problems to say that I've been there and I feel your pain. I know what it is that you're going through. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, what bothers me the most and this is why I put this on put this on the website is to help empower people is people that get taken advantage of by other psychics and they get these predictions that are that are kind of way out there and in, in, in people pleasing and money grabbing does that make sense yeah. and that's not what I want to do I want I want people to take control of their own lives with their own power with their own gifts with their own ability and empower themselves and be there for themselves before they can be there for anybody else get them kind of up and running and be the best person they could be so that way they could help somebody else just like I'm helping you because I've been there helping other people and keep it going like that instead of bullshitting people. You're like the Tony Robbins of psychics. I try, or the Howard Stern of psychics. Ooh, yeah. I like that better. Mm-hmm. That's what I told you. I said, I want to be the Howard Stern of psychics. Yes. So no bullshit. I, I feel like we're, we're all gassed up by all the bullshit, all the media shit, materialistic things that are coming up or whatever. And Even our pictures are fake half the time. Like it's all bullshit. Yeah, right? <laughs> like everything in life is facetuned right mm-hmm. now. And why would we want to look like somebody else? What's wrong with looking like we were born or who we are it's true so i got scared you you said something about when i came into the world that you felt like i got kissed on the forehead uh-huh. and i was i want to go get botox this week <laughs> and i was like is that gonna fuck with it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's terrible i'm just being honest i'm being my true self you're, you're being your true self yeah, yeah. There's, and there's nothing wrong with it uh, although botox is actually not being your true self by hiding a little wrinkle but i, don't I just want to hurt i don't want to hurt I, I don't mind the needles like that doesn't bother me when i go to the doctor you're nuts i am nuts. no way yeah there, that no. doesn't bother me like i could never be a junkie no. no well yeah. no thank you yeah yeah i was playing a never have i ever game last night like a drinking game and one of the people in the circle was like never have i ever used intravenous drugs and i was like okay that should not be a never have i ever question like, everyone's all quiet they're all, um, and like yeah. two people drank and i was like what are you doing with your life oh god uh-huh. yeah <laughs> quality people i was hanging out with no they're great it was a bunch of hot girls whatever um <laughs> i want to ask you a few just like fun what's your jersey questions Let's to kick it. it off before i really want to get into you as like a little kid and we'll get to that okay um, but just a few fun little questions. Yeah. Uh, do you prefer meatballs or bolognese sauce? Meatballs. 
Meatball. Oh, uh-huh. wow. You're one of the only ones that has said meatballs, actually. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I'm a bolognese sauce person. Are you? I am. I love a good meat sauce. I, I, lo- I love the meat sauce, but there's there's something satisfying. Well, I don't know. Uh, I haven't had your meatballs yet, <laughs> but my meatballs are very savory and they're very tasty. So I like that taste. And that adds to me, that makes it a meat sauce too as well. That's true. Yeah. And you could break it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, a meatball turns into a meat sauce because I don't like the traditional meat sauce with carrots and celery. And I'm, I don't like that. I like literally like ground up beef with like cheese and whatever. Um, Chris and I talked about having a meatball off. And we're going to. And we're going yeah. to. If not, I'll just come in and cook for you. Like, or you could do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you do it. Also, guys, he brought me the most beautiful bouquet of roses with like, is that like cool moss on the outside? I don't know what they are. I told the woman, I said, go crazy. <laughs> and she did. And she's like, can I put some Christmas greens in there? And I was like, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But you know what's so funny? What's that? Is that... I was walking right here on Santa Monica Boulevard and there's a florist right there and I walked by it and there was, I love green roses and roses that are kind of like, I wouldn't call that like an ombre rose, but kind of, uh-huh. that looks like dipped and I almost bought them, but I knew we were like cooking and doing all this other stuff and I was like, I can't get any more stuff for the apartment. And so you read my mind with the flowers. You, I keep telling about that intuition of yours. I know. Everything that we've talked about. Meatballs, you didn't hear the whole thing before we before we got on here, but her reading and, and again, honoring her naturally built in intuition. I don't think that a lot of us are doing that. Mm-hmm. And listening to her and, and listening to Jackie come or Jack, Jack, you can call me Jackie. Jackie come across and talking about all this stuff. It just everything that I read to her just reiterates the way that she was feeling and going back to I need to start honoring myself. And what you're doing as far as your way of thinking. It's just, uh, th- that's how I live my life by signs, symbols, and repetition. And kind of like, okay, if I'm not paying attention to it, show me it again. Does that make sense? Okay. And then you're getting all these little hits coming up too. Oh, so yeah. To get your attention. Do you have, is it called a magic number? What's the number that, like, if you see it a lot? I think I've talked about it with someone on a podcast. Is that a thing for you? Some people go by that. Yeah. Um, I, an angel number, maybe? Angel numbers and, and like yeah. 11. People go by 11, 11 all the time or yeah, no. 1, 4, 3 and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more on the, nothing against it. I'm more on the practical side of things too. Like if I see that, I'll, I'll definitely pay attention to it. But my guides come in with like symbols or again, ideas that come into my head. So I honor that before anything else. What kind of symbols really? Lately, um, it's funny. I know a girl that lives in Oregon who I became really, really good friends with. And her, I always say that it sounds like X-Men, but her ability, she gets, um, she's not really psychic. Um, well, she's intuitive. She gets... Um, flowers or vegetables or fruits that's how she gets her signs and for the longest time I thought that was crazy I was like how how does that make sense and she's like oh I'm seeing a carrot above that person's head I'm like well what does that mean she's all dangling it in front of the, dangling it in front of them so or or temptation okay so um I'll get symbols like that like now like like when I'm having a hard time to especially when it comes to myself they'll give me a symbol and then I'll and I'll, I'll make sense of what it is and why I'm getting it does okay. that make sense yeah yeah but like, like what kind of symbol for instance, we when we first moved back to LA, um, we, again we lived in Oregon for six years. Moved back here in July, we took a a rental from a friend of ours, and we knew it was going to be temporary. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what's the purpose of this? I mean, everything kind of worked out. And when, when we were walking back to the car, not in the house, but a roach ran across our feet. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is that? 
So I looked it up in my little Animal Speaks book that I carry with me, and it said that breaking it down to the bare essentials, living almost like in survival mode, and that's probably, that's what we had to do mm-hmm. when we got back here. It was the first thing that we grabbed into. I lost a lot of things that I had with me, like all my cooking wear. I couldn't bring it with me. No. Yeah, everything. Did that affect your <clears throat> relationship? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. so giving up my comforts and security, which again, the the whole the whole idea was that behind that was to. Anywhere I go, I can make it a home. Don't get attached to the material stuff. And then when I do, when I when I'm able to finally have a place of my own where I'm not renting from anybody else, anybody else it's because uh, the, the whole thing is is appreciating what you have and not taking advantage. Remember, I told you I was making over two hundred thousand dollars a year, spending it on jeans and stupid shit like that. So now coming into play now, actually work having to start all over again and and pick up the pieces. Appreciate. I guess the the goal at the end is to appreciate what I have once I have it. So. I feel like you should repeat that to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Um, my main squeeze is reading a book about minimalist things and just clearing. I wish I could remember the name of it. I can't um, about just clearing out everything. And that's something I I'm not working tonight and I have the day free tomorrow. And that's I plan on just like taking garbage bag after garbage bag out of my room because I just have so much stuff that's accumulated. Uh-huh. I Do you think that's something that helps people out with their lives? It sure has helped me. I mean, yeah. it sure as hell helped me out. I mean, like, again, I'm a Taurus, so I'm very... I could be materialistic. I just like my comforts, like my bed. I don't even have my bed anymore. What? I, yeah. Like, I had to get rid of it because we ended up moving into somewhere where it was furnished, but it's not our own. Mm-hmm. So I had to get rid of everything, and I'm like, fuck, how much more? But it's, I mean... I feel like if you keep like certain photos, but even that we have our photos on our phones now. Yeah. Um, just certain personal mementos, but that's it. Yeah. You got to clean the slate a lot. You have to, you know, and that's what I've been doing. So (laughs) hopefully it pays (laughs) off. It's working for you. Right. (laughs) All right. A few more quick questions. Um, do you like the movie any given Sunday or Rudy? God, Rudy is so old. Uh, any given Sunday, um, I don't think that's the football one, right? Yes, with gonna, Al Pacino, Cameron they're Diaz. Ones. They're both football ones. I'm gonna go with any given Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Um, Goodfellas or Casino? Oh, you! I know. No, <laughs> I'm the worst. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Oh, it's a tough one. Oh. It's a win-win. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Goodfellas. Good, oh, yeah, that's the fan favorite. The only reason why is because it, it was it was more consistent in the best part. I mean, well, this is my my thing on it. Of Casino with Sharon Stone. Oh yes, yes, that Ginger Rothstein. Yes, oh my god. Oh god, that scene of her just walking down the hall, scraping them right before she passes away. My favorite part is when they're in the restaurant at. Um, What's uh, Joe Pesci's name in there again? Oh, I forget. I should um, know this. Jesus. Uh, is it Nikki? Nikki. Nikki Santoro. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. Is, it, is it Nikki? Yeah. yeah. Nikki Santoro, right? And <laughs> when, he, when she gets in there and she's like, and they're having dinner, he's like, get up. Get up. And he starts kicking her under the table. Yes. And she's like, fuck you. Yes. <laughs> My favorite part out of there. <laughs> I just want to be her like minus the drugs in real life. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Dying in a hotel room at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fine. No. God, I love that. Oh, now I want to watch Casino. Damn it. Do you have a movie where if it's on, if it comes on TV, it doesn't matter what part it's on. You just have to sit and watch. That would be Goodfellas. 
Really? Yeah, whenever Goodfellas is on, I stop and yeah, I'll turn that on. Oh, what else? I didn't know. I mean, I am psychic. I didn't know yeah. this, this about you. So Spider and Goodfellas, Michael Imperioli was my acting teacher. He was one of my acting mentors in New York before really? I came to LA. He's an amazing man. Yes. He was in Sopranos, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. The, he had a theater, and I've talked about this before, called Studio Dante in New York, and I took classes there for two years, and they would just bring in all the cast from The Sopranos, and they would guest teach us. Like, we had James Gandolfini. He brought in John Voight, even though he wasn't on The Sopranos. He was just a friend. Like, they would just stop by, and they would teach our class and That's hang fantastic. out. And then I was doing a show called Tony and Tina's Wedding in Atlantic City at the Showboat Casino, and they were doing appearances at the casinos every weekend. So then I would get to, like, hang out with all of them. That's awesome. On the weekends it was, was it was it family like yeah in person as it was like on the show and stuff more more so they all loved each other they're all oh. still really close the best people you'll ever meet if you awesome. ever get a chance to meet a cast member of the sopranos you yeah. are you are a charmed one oh. yeah you'll meet them i'm sure <laughs> hopefully yeah <laughs> um i would say what is your biggest influence career-wise is there anyone that you look up to psychic medium wise or God, there's so many people that I look up to that are in the industry. I mean, I look up to, I have to say, and this is going to sound so hokey and a little bit gay again. Um, I have to say, I look up for, I look up to the underdogs. Okay. I look up to the ones that, 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 that actually paid with their own way and didn't, didn't uh, blueprint themselves off of somebody else that, that endured the struggle and actually, came out does that make sense like like I'm, you're gonna probably laugh your ass off and I always says everybody knows this about me my biggest influence of all time would be you ready for this uh-huh. little Kim and Biggie <laughs> what I gotta say look it oh my god yeah, because their first face yeah their face their first face because of the struggle because I know I knew I know what it's like to have to go through that and then and then come out the other side and and kind of drive your own car of destiny without anybody telling you how to do it or, or, or any, I mean, she had big of course, but yeah, he's not here and she's still doing her thing. I cannot believe you just dropped a Biggie Smalls reference yeah. on this podcast. That's amazing. Yeah. That's my guy. I am. So my, like, I don't, I talked about Jay-Z on the last podcast a little bit, but I, for the past probably decade, have always respected Jay-Z and liked his struggle and his hustle and everything mm-hmm. else. So we really appreciate that you dropped that reference. Love Jay-Z. Too. Are, are you, right? Uh-huh. I, what's funny is that people always think I'm from the East Coast when I'm not. I'm and getting I, that vibe from you. And I love all, no disrespect to my West Coast, I'm born and raised in LA, but I'm more of an East Coast head than I am a West Coast head. Right, rapper yeah. wise. Mm-hmm. That's rapper why you wise. like me. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Yeah, uh-huh. that's why I'm here. Yeah. That's why you're here. Are you so excited for the American Horror Story, the Versace series that's coming out? Don't kick me. I have yet to see any of the American Horror Stories. You uh, haven't? No. Uh-uh. Okay, you need Because to... I haven't been home. I, I'm always traveling. And You're then busy. I don't, yeah. yeah. You... And to get stuck on it. What did we just finish now? Breaking... I just literally finished Breaking Bad. Uh, were you a fan? Huge fan. Huge fan. Huge fan. I what have to you? start Breaking Bad. You haven't seen it yet? No, I haven't seen oh it yet. Oh my God, it's the best show. I know. I've yeah, been too busy. Five seasons. I should really get through that. Mm-hmm. It's my main squeeze's favorite show. I should really just go for one it one of the best and brian yeah. cranston is amazing oh he's so good such a phenomenon did you see malcolm in the, malcolm in the middle i've seen episodes i didn't like binge watch malcolm though 
yeah no loved him on that yes he's so talented you need to okay well so this is a new beginning for you in 2018 this Uh series comes out and you don't have to have watched any of the other ones okay this is an isolated just about versace and everything penelope cruz plays gianni versace ricky martin plays gianni's boyfriend in it darren chris plays from glee plays the guy who kills gianni versace it's the cast is phenomenal and they shot it at gianni's actual house so american horror story is doing an ode to the versace murder they're doing the whole story of the versace the family and the murder and has it started yet no okay okay okay. yeah so you have to get on board with this and when does it start though it starts this month okay i want to and don't quote me on this meatballs i want to say january 28th but i could be wrong i think it's fx so just look up the series but you need to you would probably really enjoy a lot of the articles about it the cast talked about filming the whole series in the versace mansion and the different vibes and experiences yeah because he was shot right on the front steps of it Mm -hmm. so get into that definitely have to check that out I, i think the interview was in there was an entertainment weekly that i'm sure you could pull up online it's with Penelope Cruz. Uh, and she played Gianni Versace? She plays Donatella Versace, D- Donatella, his sister. Okay. Yeah, who now runs Versace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, I'm going to look into <laughs> This that. is not a sponsored post. <laughs> if it's approved by you, then I'm going to watch it. I know. Yeah. Well, I've only seen previews, but it looks phenomenal. Also, I just really enjoy the Versace brand and their clothes and just how avant-garde how they are. How nice they are, yeah. They're fab. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite designer? Even though we're not into material things anymore. Uh, Gucci for sure. Do you know growing up, my walls just had all of the Gucci ads. I would just, I loved Tom Ford. I know he's not the head of Gucci now, Uh but yes. Yeah. Gucci, um, Calvin Klein. uh, God, I know it's, I know I'm going to get shit for this. Guess. (laughs) Guess. For some reason, their jeans. They fit you? Fit my pancake ass. And not make it look so pancake. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. they give. I've never tried a guest jean on. Yeah, and diesel jeans. Diesel for guys are great. That's what I was spend spend three hundred dollars a week on jeans. It was crazy. But did your butt look good? My butt looked good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it tr- well, it, it's for as good as it could look because I'm six <laughs> o'clock all the way down. Are you a white girl? <laughs> I, pretty much, right? Actually, they make white girls differently now. I know so many white girls with bigger booties than anyone I've ever seen. I don't know where it's coming from. I'm a so what? So we're gonna touch the needle thing. I think the only time I would ever have a needle touch me for for a selfish reason is to inject fat into my ass. I think we that's could great. take it all from my stomach and my head and just shove it in my ass just, and yeah, load it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the hard thing about losing weight. Okay, so there's a lot about 2018 losing weight. I, everyone's signing up for classes and doing cleanses and detoxes and whatnot. My problem is. I feel like you have to be really careful about doing that because you lose all your curves. You lose everything. Like I want junk in my trunk Mm -hmm. and I like having some boobs up top. But the second I take out carbs and cheese and everything else, it doesn't matter how much I work out. I lose all of it. No, you don't. Do you? A lot. I mean, let me see your butt. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. I don't have any of that. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't been able to work out that much though because I, I hurt my knee. So it's getting flatter and flatter. I work real hard for this one. You have to come to my plyo jam classes. Do you like to work out? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jay drags me along. (laughs) But I'll I'll come do it with you. Oh, okay. I'm teaching. I'll I'll guess too. Meatballs, if you follow me on social media at Jacqueline Marfuji, you can find out when my classes are in Los Angeles. And I will guess you if you DM me. And if you want to see a psychic fall on his face dripping with sweat, 
Go to that class. <laughs> that would be me. Yes. Perfect. Um, I don't know if you watch. Do you watch any reality TV? Um, like which ones? I was just going to say, do you prefer the Jersey Shore or Real Housewives of New Jersey? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Jersey Shore because I could relate to them a little bit more. Okay. The other girls. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. fun and they're coming back. Are they? That's another show oh, that's you can right, look forward are. to if they're coming back. Yeah. And Annabelle DeSisto was on that. She was. <laughs> recently. Annabelle DeSisto was on Jersey Shore. <laughs> Fuck you situation. You're the worst. Yeah. But she played it so well, though. She really did. Yeah. She really yeah. did. Girl, Homegirl's getting the last laugh. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, she is. I, I was at that house over Thanksgiving. My main squeeze brought me. I had never been to the Jersey Shore house. Oh, really? Yeah. It's much more smaller and like not as impressive in person. But it was on the show. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was where they lived. Um, but it's cool. And one last question, yeah. uh, and that'll lead into my next question. Lady Gaga or Britney Spears? Gosh, Lady uh, Britney Spears came before Gaga, but I'm going to have to go with Gaga. You're going to have to go with Gaga. Because her... Fuck all the personal shit aside from her and what, and what she's going through. Her, her creativity and her her energy and her life force is just amazing to watch her sometimes. like artistry yeah there you go i yeah. like that she can get dirty and be ugly mm-hmm. which is something and i'm the biggest britney spears fan on earth is something you don't really see britney doing anymore 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 that was one that was kind of hard for me to watch because i kept telling people if i could only have if i only had the opportunity to talk to her just to see where her head was at at that time but yeah what do you think was going on with her at that time I think that I think she signed up. I think that she didn't realize what everything that she signed up for when she signed up for it. Mm. And I think it messed with her head. And the fact that she couldn't pull out of it because people were telling her no is what drove her over the edge. And there's a whole bunch of behind the scenes shit that I don't want to get shot for saying. Gah. So we'll keep that. Yeah. Gah, fine. We'll talk about Are it Are you after. into conspiracy theories? Uh, some. Yeah. yeah. What's some. weed? Yeah. Can you give us a conspiracy theory on it? It's the powers that be uh-huh. have things. I, I always say that why not, if you're going to control, if you're going to control somebody's head or manipulate them into doing things to make money off of them. And they, they, they that's what they know that that's, they knew that the artists knew they signed up for that. Why not make it a little bit more pleasing or enjoyable for them? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Instead of wearing them ragged or, 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 you know, kind of making them have these mental breakdowns and throwing them out there like poor Brittany. I mean, the, not talking shit to any meatballs that are in love with her. Um, I love Brittany, but just that magic behind her eyes is it's gone. It's gone. It's hollow. It's so hollow. And her body doesn't move the same way. And you guys have heard me talk about this a million times, but I think it's actually good that her Vegas show ended on New Year's. I think she just needs to take a break and just be in love and enjoy her kids, enjoy her, the, her life. Exactly. Yeah. I uh-huh. think that's the best thing. One of my really good friends who's been a guest on the podcast who I love and was so sweet. I texted her on New Year's um before the show just like good luck have a great last show she's one of the lead dancers in that show oh fantastic and she's gotten she's been there from the beginning and she's gotten to witness everything and she's up she's got some stories she's got some good stories she told some of them on the podcast i asked her i was like why the raccoon eyes (laughs) who is doing the eyeliner and Mm -hmm. that's what britney likes so that's what britney gets um yeah she wrote back that it's been a great ride but i think everyone was like ready to like move on to move on and stuff yeah, yeah. and let it go mm-hmm. um be like frozen and let it fucking go mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um okay so i what do you think about like putting stuff out into the universe so when i started this podcast 
um, I said, I want Lady Gaga Mm -hmm. as a guest. And I have it in my phone that she would be on this podcast. I, for some reason, picked March 22nd, 22 is my lucky number, of 2018. (laughs) And I have it at 11 a.m. And is that like putting stuff out in the universe or like, is that just silly and stupid to do something like that? Not at all. So many people, and this is, again, this is coming from, I'm going to try to to stay away from making it sound too metaphysical or too hokey out there, but the power of intention is so strong and people that, that really put that out there. Like I've seen, like, like I've given readings to people and I say, I always tell them, God, the, the, the one thing that you have the ability to do is to manifest things into your life. So if you're feeling that you want to put that out there, start putting it out there. The things that I stay away from not putting it out there is like horrible things like, Oh my God, watch me get hit by a car or some stupid shit like that. But yeah, like, but, but putting it out there and, um, I mean, my goal is to read Kim. So really? yeah, and I actually went to her concert okay. two years ago, and got front row and got to touch her leg. Uh! I put that out there. I got it. So there's nothing wrong with putting it out to the universe and manifesting your own your own path or your own destiny and going going towards what it is that you want to be doing. Wow. As long as it's not hurting anybody or it's not, you know. So how did you manifest that into your life? Did you just say internally, like, I want to go to a Little Kim concert. I want to be front row. Like, how did you do that? I, I had told Jason, let's go to San Francisco. Kind of just hang out there for the for the weekend. We were living in Oregon. We were spending money. Let's get up and go. Yeah. And then um, I had read on one of my little gossip websites that Kim was going to be doing a concert in Frisco. And so I was like, we're going to have to go do that. And she was four hours late. And my fat ass stood in front, did not move, had a fight. I don't know how many queens <laughs> from getting my spot there. Yeah. But I stood there and I stayed till the whole concert show she was done. What's your favorite song by her? Oh God, I, I can't pick just one. Oh, there's so many. There's like, so many. So many. Mm-hmm. The best song to get ready to, I think, is How Many Licks. How Many Licks. Um, That's a good one. Have you heard any of her new stuff? No. She has a, a song out right now called Took Us a Break totally different style love it really she, that is someone that keeps reinventing herself and i love that i love the fact that she no matter what she's going through physically all the alterations that she does it doesn't stop her from doing her and still making great music i've always said that her voice is so is melodic the right word mm-hmm. compared to other rappers out there and she just kind of creates her own lane there's something it's funny because i feel like people have compared her to cardi b who's she does the red bottom uh-huh cardi b mm-hmm and I think that song's great. It's a cool song. She's talented. But it's just funny because I feel like Little Kim like paved the way for mm-hmm. a bunch of girls like that. And they compare them. And I feel like it's different for some reason. It's completely different. I think I... Uh, are you a Nicki fan? Nicki? Uh, I like her songs. I appreciate how far she's come. I... <laughs> until uh, spilling the tea yeah well because i mean you here, you here comes somebody that that stole someone's style mm-hmm. stole the, the whole thing and then try to make it be their own yeah i don't respect that you're very big into being authentic yeah and i respect that and i think cardi came in and she was like paid her paid her dues to the girls that did it before her and is kind of doing something completely different still paying I mean still taking from Kim because Kim created sexy she created female sexy rapping and stuff and everyone's going to refer female rappers to her Mm -hmm. but I think Cardi's doing something different I like that look at you a little Cardi B shout out (laughs) oh hey now um did you okay so I want to go back to you being your jersey is California (laughs) that's where you're from that's where I'm from you grew up here Mm -hmm. do you think where you grew up and your surroundings 
affected your psychic intuitions or is that a totally separate thing that you were just born with? Um, I think it had something to do with it. Uh, I, both my parents split up when I was two years old and my mom remarried really quick Mm -hmm. and, uh, it wasn't, I, I was, didn't live with my parents, uh, for the first six, six, six years of my life, seven years. I lived with my great grandparents. Oh, wow. So when my mom remarried, she moved us out to Simi Valley. I was born and raised in North Hollywood and she moved us to Simi Valley and back cause I'm old. I moved out there the year that you were born uh-huh. and it was, uh, 1995. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> that's a lie. It was, it was very racist out there and I had to grow up fast in Simi Valley. Valley. I got called, I mean, excuse my language, wet bag, beaner, nigger, spick, really everything. What's your background? Um, I'm half Mexican, half native American. Oh wow. So they weren't even right with some of the racial slurs. (laughs) So going, so with, with growing up being psychic, it, it, my guides, again, I, I never had a mentor. My, my dad was in the picture, but he was in and out of jail back then, early early on. Um, we're, we're close now. He's kind of been my mentor now. But growing up, I didn't have anybody there other than my guides. And when people ask me about that growing up, because it was my go-to, and it's what I did all the time to kind of calm myself down, my guides would come in and tell me, here's a lesson that you need to learn. This is, this is why they're picking on you. Stop and think. Those Where did they get that from? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, they, they would talk about their parents. Their parents coming, they get that from their parents. They, they don't like you because of X, Y, and Z. So going, my, so when people tell me, what should I do? Like, how do, how do I, how do I change who I am? Go within, start going in and start talking to yourself and checking in with, with yourself. That's what I used to do growing up. So being psychic, being a medium had a huge part in my survival. I got bullied a lot. I mean, got the shit kicked out of me. God, um, I want to m- murder all these people. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not putting a death threat out right. there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then kind of, you know, I would have beef with teachers too, because they'd come in and they'd be bitchy and I would be like, you know, don't, because you're having problems at home with your husband. But I didn't, it didn't make sense to me back then. It was just what I, what I thought or, or it, it came natural to me. I don't, I don't know how else to explain you it. You sound just so, it makes you sound like you were so mature and maybe an old soul. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You probably confuse some people by having that knowledge or did you not voice all these opinions and things that were going on in your head? I actually in survival mode was to manipulate. Okay. So growing up and having this ability and tap and to be able to tap into someone's mindset and manipulate them by what they wanted to hear played a huge part in my survival, even like with teachers and parents and things like that, because it was hard. Like, like when, when you see kids that commit commit suicide at such a young age, eight years old, 12 years old, things like that, they're not even their teen, they're not even teenagers yet, is how I grew up thinking, God, I just want to kill myself. Really? And then like, you know, it got so bad where you're like, I'm in my room and I'm like, God, I would sell my soul to the devil just to not get bullied. This is like 11, 10 years old. Yeah. I just want to give you a hug. <laughs> so, so psychically, oh, it, 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 being psychic and, and, and having that, that, that extra know-how made it made it just a little bit easier that helped you yeah wow mm-hmm. well i think everything happens for a reason yeah. so that was why you survived and why you're sitting here today it makes me relatable to other people to actually say that i've been there i know what you're going through mm. both being uh an ethnic being ethnic being gay being a guy just different you know do you find is it easier for you to tap into like i know you mentioned it's harder to do readings on certain men is it easier to tap into like gay men because maybe they're more in touch with their emotions or does it not matter? It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I, men are harder to read because they generally like to 
sidestep or bullshit and lie mm-hmm. and i always the, the way i read guys is because i'm a big queen i mean you know what i'm saying like a straight guy's gonna be like oh my god but i like to use humor and, and break down a, a straight man's walls by making them laugh and getting them comfortable because okay. I've, I've told the guy before because I knew, I knew what he was doing you know the relationship issues and i came in i said so you're just gonna give me 150 dollars free is that what we're doing here and he was like, what do you mean? I said, because you're sitting here bullshitting. So if you want to just talk and just, we can talk about sports or politics or whatever for the next half hour, we can do that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, never mind. They use it that way. Kind of break down those walls. What do you do if you're talking to someone that's the worst? Like, does it matter if it's a bad person or like when you're doing a reading on someone? I know it was the best reading you've ever done with me. Um, <laughs> I know that was like amazing I, for you. Uh, but <laughs> when you're talking to someone that you're just like, man. It's refreshing. And I'm not saying this because I'm on your show. It's refreshing yeah. to, to read somebody that gets it and that you, that you, that know, like, even though your question was like, well, then what do I do now? Mm. You're, you're, you're being proactive. There, there's always a reason why I'm giving somebody a reading and, and what they need to hear at this time. So, I mean, the, the ones that I have issues with are the ones that are, and again, the, a good majority of my clientele is females. It's the ones that are codependent to the point where no matter what you tell them, their strengths and what makes them them, they're just going to always be latching on to that mate or the people that have hurt them. They're not going to really go out of their comfort zone. Oh, wow. Yeah. So do you find that you sometimes become like a therapist to people that are like repeat I I'll only wanna... read somebody two or three times and that's it. And that's it. That's okay. it. Because I don't want them becoming codependent on me. But if it was somebody like you, and I'm not, again, I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here. I, and all my clients would know this. I do, like to do follow-up calls with people mm-hmm. where I don't charge. If it's a quick five to 10 minute phone call where I'm just, where, they, where they're like, oh my God, this is, this, this is what's, this is what's coming up. How do you feel about this? And kind of motivating them instead of taking their money. Cause what am I going to do? Bullshit them for a half an hour on the phone yeah. and they're going to know it. Let's knock this out five, 10 minutes, get you going. Oh man, that's yeah. so much more helpful than just getting the money, bullshitting, and it's just a, a dirty cycle. I feel like that's why I said I wanted to change the way the world views psychics and let people yeah. know there are there are some of us out here that actually want to help people that ha- actually have a real ability here that want to change the world that wants to change the world, and that's what I want to do. Well, you are doing it. Thank God. One podcaster at a One time. Pod- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I will say, and this is Bible, guys. Um, I did not tell Chris anything. I mean, we have some mutual friends and you've read some of my friends and you've known me through that. But he, I cannot even put into words how dead on you were with the things that I've put out this year that are written down in front of me that you did not see that I want to change in my life and stuff that I I've lived out in Los Angeles now for 10 years and there's certain things that I know I'm doing and it's all about me holding myself back I'm the only person that's stopping me from getting the certain things that I want and I'm so grateful for I was thinking about this in yoga today when she was talking about being grateful Mm -hmm. for all the things I've accomplished in life and like the cool experiences I've had out here, but I know there's more Mm -hmm. and I know I'm not getting to that next place because of what I'm doing. And Chris did not know any of that. You were not in my brain in yoga today. Mm -hmm. And he basically just spit out everything that I've been thinking for a very long time. But on top of that, you then gave me not like the steps, but information how to change it you're mm-hmm. like you have to do this see that's a touchy subject because people are ask ask all the time well how do i do that i don't give a fuck who if, if you're a psychologist psychiatrist a psychic a, a medium there is no way i can tell you how to be jackie mm-hmm. there's no way 
I can't, I can give you the steps and tell you, here's what you need to do, but I can't do it for you and tell you how to do it. I can't. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm not you and I don't, I, I can't feel that way that I can't feel the way that you feel. And you're not going to do things the way that I do it. Cause mm-hmm. my mind is, I'm very jaded. Like I said, I mean, uh, people always ask about, you know, when it comes to family and stuff like that, I, I always say I had to cut mine out. Who needs enemies when you have family sometimes? Family could be the worst. Yeah. And so when when people ask me, you know, my family's horrible to me, or I got, I, again, my, my client tells women, you know, my the, the women are telling me their sisters or their mothers are being mean to them. Cut them out. Cut them out. If it's, if it's gotten to be the point where you're, where you're talking to them and they're hurting you, just, there's, you, just because they're blood, and that's the worst fucking excuse I've ever heard, blood is thicker than water, then if blood's thicker than water, there should be no fucking reason why they're treating you that way. Yeah. And so I don't have time for that. So again, I cut people out. I have no problem saying I'm done and just moving on. And has that ever happened where you've cut people out and then time has gone by and you've healed and they've healed and they've come back in your life, but it's usually one done, done, done. When I'm done, I'm done. I love that. I can't, I can't go. God, you would be a good mob boss. I just, (laughs) right. I just can't. I mean, if, if, if it's constant hurt and constant hurt. Yeah. No. That's happened in my family, and I don't want to get too specific with it, but certain members have basically cut out a whole side of their family. And it sucks because it's like, oh, wow, like we don't really have family anymore on a certain side. But it just got to the point where it was a repetitive just hurt, 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 and no one was hearing each other. And here's how jaded I was. I, I didn't realize how bad it was until actually people always think that Jay and I are a couple. We're not. We're actually just really close. We're really, I've known him for no, like what? Ten, at least ten years. More than ten years. Oh. Um, so to have this outsider come in and ask, stop me, and ask uh, to ask a psychic, why are you putting up with this? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Mm. And then I had to review everything that was going on. It took somebody else to come and tell me this isn't right. And then I just made that decision to be like, I'm closing these doors and not, not opening them again. Well, that's just what you did for me today. I hope so. I love that. I want to get into. Because I know people have certain beliefs about ghosts and certain things. Like I, for instance, went to the Queen Mary mm-hmm. this summer. And I went with, um, it was for Rachel O'Brien's birthday. And it was like all, like a bunch of Vanderpump people. All of us were there. Oh, Stassi and Annabelle Stassi, were there. Stassi, yeah. yeah uh-huh. And Annabelle and I went down together and we came back together. And I kid you not, Annabelle, when we were sharing a room and when the girls brought us to our room, they were like, they said this is one of the most haunted rooms on the ship. We didn't really, we didn't have an experience. We didn't feel like there was a ghost looming or whatever, but we decided to leave early and we drove back and I was convinced I just had a bad energy come back with me. Like that was probably the second week of July and from July to, I would say maybe September, I was like, something's not right. And I don't know if that correlates with each other. Picking up bad energy off of places. Yeah. Stu- oh, absolutely. <clears throat> oh, God. Without getting too personal and yeah. probably getting sued, I <laughs> I have a close friend of mine that I read a friend of hers and I had warned her about this friend. And again, I'm not shitting on anybody, but that person's life path and the energy they were carrying. Do you believe in, in leeches? Like, like yes. energy leech? Or they call them psychic vampires? I was telling my friend, this girl is just 
you know, she's mental. There's nothing, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about her, about her being mental or having issues mentally, but she's just not a good person for you to be around. I just feel like the energy in which, which she's carrying is going to latch onto you. And she called me out. She was like, you're full of shit. She's like the nicest girl ever, blah, blah, blah. Make a long story short, what I predicted came true. And then my friend started having bad stuff happen to her too. So, so when I, yeah, if you know for a fact that it's bad energy or you know that person doesn't mesh well, get the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So do you recommend not going? Because like I'm intrigued by mm-hmm. haunted places or go, like I am open to that stuff and mm-hmm. wanted to go to the Queen Mary as an example. When when it was attaching itself to where you felt that energy, yeah. um, what I do is I... Because I'm so used to it, like they come visit me nightly, like like every night. My bed will shake. I'll feel somebody rub up against my leg or mm-hmm. sit down. I will tell them, "Not tonight. I'm too tired." So right. with somebody that's sensitive, like I told you about your intuition coming in, you being sensitive there, ask, "What? It, what is it? What, what are you doing here?" Or I need you to go away and say things out loud like that. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I think I've said this on the podcast. I was sleeping one night and woke up in the middle of the night and felt just this kneading on my hip just like this and I couldn't even turn over because I didn't even want to see I'm sure nothing physically was there but I literally just was like not fucking tonight and I just said out loud go away and it stopped yep and that was something I had always heard, but never practiced. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You don't <laughs> have to yell at it. Just say, not now. Yeah. Just like, please. <laughs> yeah. Not tonight. That's what I say all the time. Not tonight. I, I, I need to rest. How do you get that? Do you take sleeping pills? What, is there anything you can do to just calm your mind? Weed. Weed. Okay. Weed. I'll smoke a couple. Yeah. If I'm too stressed out or, or I've done so many readings and I, I need to unwind, I'll just smoke a joint and kind of just watch TV and chill out. It, mm-hmm. it never goes away, but it makes the the intensity of the reading, especially that person's energy go away. Cause I'll pick up stuff while I'm yeah. giving readings like people that are pregnant or have stomach issues or things like that. I'll pick up that energy there. And sometimes I just need to kind of like, does it physically hurt you when I'll, that stuff happens? You're yeah. Uh, clients out there probably that, that are listening to this will know that I will gag on the phone. <laughs> like they won't tell me shit. And I'll, I'll be like, um, what? they're like, are you okay? And I was like, are you pregnant? Yes. Yeah. Or if I'm, if I'm feeling like they have like, um, Crohn's disease or or some stomach issues that are that are making them nauseous. I'll ask them, do you have like Crohn's disease or something that that affects your stomach or your digest? They're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could like cure cancer. <laughs> Shit, billionaire, if I could. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You're like Jesus. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. That's what would you say are probably the top. I'll do a top three because I hate it when, like, before I was like, what's your favorite movie? Um, like, the top things that people reach out to you for. Or your specialty, maybe? Would that be a better question for you? Yeah. Um, they reach out to me for um, just a good majority of them want to be shaken up. They want their life path read to them or 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 tell them, like I told you, what's stopping them or what's hindering them from from succeeding. So they'll come to me. And then the second thing is relationships. Mm. Third would be medium. And I hate opening that side. Really? Yeah. So I'll tell people, they'll ask me, can you do the medium thing? And I will tell them straight up, if I'm not hearing that person coming through because they're very loud, like if somebody was coming through for you, they'd be, they'd be telling me over the other ones, tell her this, they would, that, that ghost entity spirit would be speaking up over the rest. Mm -hmm. So then I'll call that person out and say, if I'm getting a woman coming through and she's saying X, Y, and Z, do you know who this woman is? And they're like, yes. And if they don't, I have to tune them out because they'll stick around. They'll... They'll move shit in the house. They'll they'll mess with things. Yeah. So I just, I like to close it. Wow. Yeah. They move things? They move things. Uh-huh. 
they'll move things they'll um they'll, they'll uh, god we've seen there was a guy I, I don't know if you heard this one before but there was a guy that was pretending to be a crow and it was a ghost I had woke up and I had heard, I saw it first, didn't t- say anything to him. He comes out the next day and tells me, we both saw the same thing. I woke up because I felt something in my room mm-hmm. and I knew it was a ghost and it was some, some different kind of energy. And I looked, the way that my room was set up, I can look into my bathroom and see the toilet there. And uh, I saw a man in my mind's eye, sounds so weird, huddling up against the corner posing like a crow, but it was a man. Like he was hunched over mm-hmm. and he thought he had wings. And then Jay came to me the next day and he was like you're gonna trip out and i and i knew what he was gonna say but i just let him explain he saw the same thing but in between the stairway yeah Uh uh-huh so you do believe i recently (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have to take a break um no i recently um was at a family wedding and it was probably my closest cousin She's a year older than me. She was getting married. And the wedding was outside in New Jersey. Beautiful. Um, on October 28th, which is my main squeeze's birthday, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. And her father had passed away suddenly, I would say two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was very close to her, obviously. She runs his business now. But to me, to my family, a mentor would always help us out, was so supportive of everything. And he passed away suddenly. And day of the wedding, I, when I walked outside for the ceremony before she had come out and before a lot of people came out, there was this bee that wouldn't leave me alone. And his name was Uncle Billy. So his name started with a bee. And then when we were sitting, I was sitting behind his wife. And during the whole entire wedding ceremony, the bee was just circling around the wife, wouldn't leave her alone. And then I find out after the ceremony, before I had gone outside, the bee was in the bridal suite the entire time inside. And we all were just like, oh my God, that's Uncle Billy. And then while they were saying their vows, and it didn't sting anyone, Mm and this bee was circling everything. Mm -hmm. And while they were saying their vows, this eagle and the eyewear company that he had owned was Eagle Eyewear, like that was a big deal, was just crowing when they were doing the vows and everything. Really? Yeah. And I felt that that was him there, but I don't know if that's a way that spirits or people come through or if that... See, people people always disregard their first instinct, even if it sounds corny or it sounds crazy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Before you even said anything, and people are going to be like, oh, well, he's just feeding off of that. I would say that that the the girl's father was going to be there in no matter what and let them know that he was there. It was important for the daughter to know that he was there and looking in. Does that make sense? And 100%. you guys all saw that going on there. So he, he must have, he must have been a larger than life type of person anyway, to be able to pull that kind of shit off. Does that make sense? Oh, he was, he yeah. had more personality than anyone in the room. Yeah. And that happened. His son got married a month after he passed away and oh, wow. it was a different thing. I think it was either with a bird feather I forget what it was, but something fell on his mom mm-hmm. during the ceremony. And they were like, oh, that's Billy. There was something that happened. I forget. Anyway, so that is a way for certain mm-hmm. people to come through. To give little signs that they're there. That's why I said signs, symbols, anything that you, that, that's repetitive or that you, that you pick up on the, uh, that strikes as being, well, that's kind of odd. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I'm not saying that. everything's going to be that way, but for occasions like this, like don't read into everything. Don't, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. I had a crazy, and I talked about this when I had Brittany Cartwright from Vanderpump on the podcast. I had this woman who I think was just tweaking out on drugs, mm-hmm. but she was just following me around this neighborhood. And she like looked me in the eye and was like, I'm with her. And people were like, who is this girl? And I was like, I don't know. And part of me was like, she's channeling something or she's trying to like, I don't know, do something to me like bad energy wise. And then I was like, no, she's just tweaking out. So you get a lot of stuff that, that requires you to pay attention to your surroundings. Uh-huh go back to the very beginning of the reading what no think about you you and what's around you remember what no longer suits you start i mean people don't like to hear it start weeding out people that don't belong anymore mm-hmm. maybe that's what she's trying to tell mm-hmm. me yeah. yeah wow weeding out all the people so do you like i've I I was talking to my main squeeze about this and i was like i feel like i should write certain people like a letter or whatever and he was like don't break up with them just Take it for what it is. It is what it is. You guys aren't talking that much. Because I bet those people don't have half the problem kind of shutting down and, and closing themselves off. Yeah. And kind of doing their own thing without any explanation. Why should you? And I have such problems with that. Yeah. Uh, meatballs. I don't know if you guys do. And if you do, please email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com to talk about this stuff. Cause because I think that you'd rather have a resolution than just stopping it like that and being kind of uh, and not having any type of closure to it that you feel like, again, this is no shitting on you, but mm-hmm. feeling you have to have a speech or something prepared in order to do this breakup or this conversation. Oh, totally. Where I don't think they give you. They don't care. <laughs> That happened, I mean, that's happened, I don't want to get too into it. My mom's side of the family, they don't really talk to half the family now. Mm -hmm. And when someone passed away, I was the one that had to reach out to be like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. How come no one told us? Yeah. You know, and that's just how I am. And I just Mm -hmm. need to talk. But not everyone's like that. I think that's something you also have to realize with this stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean. I would save it for people that are, and this sounds so shitty, that are, that are worth it or that, that would actually appreciate what it is that you have to say. Because mm-hmm. again, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't have, I have a lot of acquaintances, but I don't have a lot of friends and I love it that way because it doesn't get me involved in drama. And I'm the kind of person that where if I start seeing drama, I'm out, done, gone. So how do you get out? Get up and leave. You just leave. I, I give zero. This is gonna sound. I mean, I'm a psychic. No, I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be metaphysical and spiritual, but not I, on the podcast. I give zero fucks if it's affecting me, and you don't have the wherewithal to realize the way that you're coming across. It's not my job to point it out to you. You're a grown ass person. Yeah. But what I can do is remove myself from the situation and not play into it and that's what I choose to do I love that mm-hmm. remove yourself don't play into the bullshit don't settle no <laughs> what for oh all these mantras you're the best I love it um did people treat you differently like when did you actually come out as a psychic like was this something that you would talk about with your family and friends or it's so funny everybody is like when I say I'm doing this professionally all the all of the I have two maybe three or four three three four family members that um that I'm still that I'm close to that I actually grew up with and I told them this is what I'm doing and they're like are you sure psychic and I was like think back you idiots think back to all and they're like oh my god because I would always be the go-to with all because I hung around all the all the pretty girls in school I would always be the go-to for advice or or you know um go go see Chris he's you know he's he'll tell you this for for insight Mm -hmm. so just I mean again with 
my my family and my close close friends would have an issue with it they're like oh my god that's so crazy to see psychic in front of your name but it makes sense do you have anyone that comes to visit you on a daily basis from the other side um you don't have to talk uh, about it if you don't want to on a daily basis no i would say more more of um Sometimes family members, I know that when I'm, when I'm down and out or I'm feeling like really depressed, my grandmother will come in mm. and she'll kind of kick my ass. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's about it though. Nice. Yeah. Do you look like your grandma? Um, I act like her. You act like yeah. her. She was an Aries. She was stubborn. Oh yeah. Stubborn. What is Taurus? What, what's your, I don't know much about Taurus. Taurus is stubborn as well too. You're stubborn too. But we're very, we're very uh, practical and very direct. So uh, people always say, and not because I'm a Taurus, people always say that Scorpio is the most hardcore sign of the Zodiac. I think Taurus is. Mm-hmm. Taurus, because very direct, no bullshit, practical. Um, then we have our good points. I mean, I love to cook. I love to be a homebody. Like mm-hmm. I'm saying, I would be, I'd be the best soccer mom. Because <laughs> I, I can keep the house clean and cook and not even, not even bat an eyelash. <laughs> so yeah. I love that. You're such marriage material. Mm-hmm. That's what I wonder is if, if I can get together with a guy that's, that's extremely rich and says, I will take care of you for the rest of your life. If you can tend to the house and tend to the kids, that's it. That's it. That's all I need to do. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. You'd be a great mob wife. Yeah. You'd be a great real housewife of New Jersey. Let's get a uh, Victoria Gotti on the show. Oh, oh, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Let's meatballs. I would love to read her. And I think she'd be into it too. I would invite you and we would do a reading. And then you guys would just have to talk about it. Miss Scotty, if you're out there listening to this, we would love to have you <laughs> on Jacqueline's show as a guest. I feel like I probably have a six degrees of Victoria oh, Gotti. I say that, yeah. I definitely, I'm sure we've probably met. Um, <laughs> meatballs, if anyone knows Victoria Gotti or any of the Gotti family, please let me know. Reach out, tweet out, do something. Yep. Put it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be a really great podcast. Yeah, it would. I would love that. No bullshit. We no. all be straight up with each other. Thank yeah. God. Uh-huh. Right? No reading between the lines or any of that crap. Uh, speaking of lines, um, <laughs> that wasn't a cocaine reference, I promise. Oh, do you have it? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, do we have any? Oh my God, this would be such a faster podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I. Uh, we are at the just enough with Jacqueline section. Lines on a football field. That's where my head went. Sorry, I didn't explain that. Uh-huh. I like to segue without explaining my segue. It's in my brain and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense and then I don't tell you why your line is football my line is coke so. exactly yeah. perfect yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> amazing I feel like you had a past life at like studio 54 maybe that could have been it yeah yeah what's I your did, sorry I, I did have somebody tell me I asked um about a past life chart I said when was a when was my last life and trip out on this the girl that ran the chart said oh your last life you died November 18th 75 and I'm like, that's bullshit. My mom was pregnant with me at that time. And so I was, I had to call my mom up and ask her. She was like, I'm, I'm telling you something happened. And I called my mom and I was like, I need you to be 100% serious. Cause she used to like to fuck with me mm-hmm. and kind of make jokes. I was like, did anything happen during the pregnancy with you and me? And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, anything horrible. And she goes, oh yeah, I almost lost you and I almost died. She said that she was sick for three weeks and had not been eating. And my grandma forced her to go to the hospital. The doctor said if you would have waited a few more hours, both you and the baby would have been dead. What? Yeah. That's, yeah. So what does that mean? Because you had said with me, like something happened. 
the only way that I, I, I can explain it is because I because I was asking questions I was like I don't feel like my family is my family uh-huh. like I feel like either I was adopted or something something completely different than these people and uh when she told me that I was like that makes sense so she had explained it as what's it called a walk-in I don't know that the baby the, uh, this is going way out there but it make it, it makes sense to me she said that the baby probably died and that my soul had just walked in was ready to go at that time oh okay that makes sense and took over that you just reminded me of one of my favorite movies as a kid uh defending your life oh no What's Wait, it? have Who's you seen that? that? No, oh, you it? need to go watch it. Who's in it? It's Meryl Streep okay. and Albert Brooks. No. And it's their, I think they're, so, they passed away and it's their souls. You go to trial, like when you're in, I guess it's like purgatory. Uh-huh. And they show you like all these things that happen in your life and you have to like defend your life. Can you imagine? Oh, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to just save you the trouble. Just send me down. Just send me down. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, I don't even yeah. want to watch it. But it's it's their souls are in purgatory and they might die or they might not. That's the thing. They might go back or turn into, go into another body. Yeah, I, I have be, to watch it again. I haven't seen it in probably 20 years. This is a whole other show talking about re- reincarnation and, and past life stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I've read people that I have tremendous past life experience or that 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 i picked up from the past that they're bringing into now so many of those stories well you said with my reading that i had a lot of lessons that i needed to learn in this life you were going to learn those lessons in this lifetime here it was enough is enough Mm -hmm. does that make sense again you've accumulated all this knowledge through past lives here and this life is kind of getting you to come back to again what, what what don't you take care of in this lifetime me that's it. I take care of the outside. It's like the internal. And everybody else and everything else. And everyone else, yes. Yeah. No more. No more. No more. Wow. Back to the just enough with Jacqueline. Okay, okay, okay. Sports section. <laughs> um, oh, sports. Oh, Here we go. Okay. sports. Okay. Uh, this is going to be an easy one for you okay. because uh, it was college football championships this weekend. Now we know who's going to the college championship, the national conference final, everything. I predicted with Brittany that it would be Clemson, not Alabama. Alabama crushed Clemson. Meatballs. I'm very upset about this. I'm still mourning it. It's Alabama against Georgia. Um, something I did learn, and I'm going to drop some knowledge. Uh, Chris, do you know what a horse collar tackle is? Is it sexual? <laughs> no. <laughs> it might be now after right? this podcast, guys. No, what hey, is it? Hey, babe, want to do a horse collar tackle tonight? Oh, my God, I'm saying that. Oh the, what, what do you call the boyfriend? What do you call him? Main the, squeeze. You're, and the main squeeze is like, God, that sounds interesting. Yes, I would love to do that. <laughs> He's like, didn't we see that in the game on Sunday? <laughs> yes, want to do it? Um, okay, so meatballs. This is you talk to your significant other, your main squeeze, anyone you're dating. Drop some uh, football knowledge. A horse collar tackle is an American football maneuver in which a defender tackles another player by grabbing the back collar of or the back inside of an opponent's shoulder pads and pulling the ball carrier directly downward in order to pull his feet from underneath him. That's a sex move. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a total <laughs> sex move. See, you learn something new every day. No, I did not know what that was. You're welcome. Thank I you. know just enough. Don't ask me another thing. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I want Georgia to win 
between Georgia and Alabama and the conference champion, or I'm probably not even saying it right, but again, I know just enough. Um, I want Georgia to win just because I feel like I have a lot of friends that either went to Georgia or are big Georgia supporters, and I don't know anyone at Alabama. So that's my thing. Who do I you know, predict is going to win? I don't. I know nothing about them, uh, but know. I'm going to go with Georgia. Ge- they're cuter go uniform-wise, too. Yeah. I like their colors better. Because I've been to Georgia a couple of times, never been to Alabama. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to stick with Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, so they they deserve to win. Um, all right, so we learned that we think Georgia's going to win, um, that the horse collar tackle is definitely a sexual position before you Superman that hoe. I'm going to say so, too, yeah. Right? Before sure. you Superman that hoe. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it leads to. All right, yeah. <laughs> Get back no. Um, and then, okay, we have the Super Bowl coming up. It's playoffs, everything. Do you have any team in particular that you would like to see in the Super Bowl or you think will be there this year? I mean, that's not my forte. I don't know anything about sports. I <laughs> I'm going to go with the L.A. Rams for you because okay. you're a California boy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. L.A. Rams. Oh, L.A. Rams. Okay. I'm good with that. In it to win it. What about Justin Timberlake in the Super Bowl halftime show? He's dropping new music. I, just, I saw that. Right? I've been waiting for him to come back. Yeah. I kind of, I think it's time. Um, what, what are you asking? What do I think? What I, um, I didn't finish. Sorry. <laughs> You're like, was that a question? I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Great. JT. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so Justin, the coolest thing for me, I'm excited about because I love Pharrell so much. I saw clips of them in the studio together. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And they teased a little thing. I guess he's dropping a song this Friday. So this podcast will be out by then, uh, that Pharrell produced and all Pharrell said was that you have to listen to it at high volume, really loud, that it's like a fun just like go for it oh I can't wait to hear that I know and Pharrell never ages what is that never it's I I don't know what his secret is like he looks the same as he did minus the Von Dutch trucker hat right yeah (laughs) when he came on the scene so they're gonna perform at the halftime show at the halftime show yeah oh I guess I'll watch and I think you should watch it yeah yeah I think they're gonna do an NSYNC reunion also oh that'd be cool yeah I recently met Lance Pass, and I felt like he had that extra little glimmer in his eye. He's a Taurus, too. He is. And dying to meet him as well, too. You guys have a similar temperament, actually. What do you mean? Just the, I don't know, your cadence and just how you are. He judged a comedy dance show that I did. Oh, really? Yeah, he told me I was amazing. So basically, I can quit Hollywood now. Yeah, since yeah. Lance co-signed it, and he is a Taurus, so he has to be right. He has to be right. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> He's good. very honest. Lance, we want you on the show, too. <laughs> I know. We have to make that happen. Lance Bass. Um, but, you know, you guys have, like, just a way that you observe people. Like, he sat there with a mic and, like, talked directly the way you are to me. And you guys have a very similar temperament. Oh, nice. It's a compliment. Cool. I yeah. like Lance. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the Golden Globes are coming up this Sunday. Do you care about that at all? Do you care about uh, movies or fashion or anything? Yeah. More into that okay. than, than I am sports. Cool. Yeah. So that's like sport for you. That's sport for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So perfect. This is another Just Enough segment and then we'll end that segment. Um, Golden Globes. Have you seen any of the movies that are up for awards right now or anyone you want to see win? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, God, this year has been a very work-related year so I haven't had a chance to do anything so I'm hoping to do more of that this year okay but who's up uh I would say I watched over the holidays uh Gary Oldman the darkest hour he plays Winston Churchill in a movie and you don't even know it's Gary he's so good the movie's so well done he's another chameleon too did you see um him in Hannibal yeah 
Yeah, in the wheelchair, and then him in True Romance. Oh, one of the best. I feel like you and I have very similar taste in movies. Love True Romance. True it's one Romance. Of my favorite movies in the whole wide world. Yes. Yeah. No, James Gandolfini in that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Patricia Arquette. Oh. Love Patricia Alabama. Arquette. Alabama. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, that's so great. Uh, okay, so Gary Oldman, and then I'm a huge Margot Robbie fan. And I feel like her Itania performance is just going to... I want to see that. For you sure. would love it. Okay. It's so good. And Allison Janney in it and the costumes and just that. It, you feel bad for Tanya Harding. And then like it snaps you back into reality and you're like, I don't oh, feel that bad. Oh, she did? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No, it's a really cool point of view on it. I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah. It's actually... Um, they're saying it's like the Goodfellas of ice skating. Really? Mm-hmm. So now... I have to go see that. Yeah, you guys should yeah. go after this. There's a movie theater right well, here. Right I think it's okay. playing yeah. it. <laughs> anyway, um, Golden Globes-wise, do you have any uh, celebrity that's walked the red carpet that's like your favorite fashion-wise that you love, that you're either looking forward to or a moment that you will never forget? God, all, um, geez, I don't... I, you're catching me off guard a little bit. I know. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose my gay card. I know I'm going to lose <laughs> it for not answering this right away. I don't have, I, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, <laughs> who do I want to see there? That's the, um, Oh, there's so many good ones. There are so many right? good ones. Right? So many yeah. good Golden Globe moments that have, it's my favorite award show because they drink and eat during the show. So like shit goes down. It's a lot more laid back. Yeah. yeah. It's really, all those shit went down at the Oscars this past year. You know, no big deal. Just announced the wrong movie for best picture. God. Um, <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I'm going to hold back on that yeah. one. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll text you. When uh, it, it, it will come to you at like 4 a.m. Uh-huh. And, and I'll text you and you'll be like, just text me. Doing? Yeah. yeah. Is 3 a.m. like the, I don't want to say the bewitching hour for like spirits and stuff, but is that usually like when people come through like late at night? Around 3. Let, I just told me the night before last, I heard, it, it woke me up out of my sleep. I heard dogs chasing. I don't know what the hell it was, a bird. It sounded so shady. God. And I had woke him up. I was like, do you hear that? He's like, I don't hear anything. That's, I heard dogs too. That's yeah. so, whew. I had a it friend. It was a night on the, on the super moon, on the wolf moon. Oh yeah, that yeah. was. Two days ago. Yeah. yeah, that was two days ago. Yeah. It was like New Year's Day, maybe? New Year's Day, yeah. New Year's, New Year's Day. Day. Yeah, New Year's Day night. Do you believe, like they, they always say to like put your crystals outside, charge your crystals during those super moons and stuff. Is that a thing that you're into as a psychic or? Um, <clears throat> I don't. I have a couple crystals that I carry with me, but I'm not a big crystal person. The only reason why I carried them is because I liked the way they looked and the energy that I felt off of it. Can I ask you which ones you like? Uh Uh-huh. Kyanite. Kyanite. blue and black kyanite, and I like tanzanite. I've got to write that down. Tanzanite. Do you know what those... They're, They're... the blue one is obviously blue tanzanite, and then black tanzanite. Blue is for like psychic, black is for communication, and the tanzanite is—I um, don't remember what it is. I think it has to do with psychic ability as well, too. Okay. But it's soothing. I carry them with me, and I carry my little cross that I got. I love that. In the cemetery, I did a reading there, and my guide said, "Look, there's a gift. There was a cross literally sticking out of the ground." Uh huh. And then I carry my little pendants, my Padre Pio pendant, and my Saint Benedict. That's the one I found at the cemetery. Wow. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm holding it right now. This is so cool. And don't ask me what that is. I know. It says something about a millennium. <laughs> so that's Whoa. my... That's your yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. My main squeeze carries a black tourmaline cross with him everywhere. And he gave me one also. Oh, really? Yeah. I think Do you use them? Crystals? So I... You know what's funny? And I haven't even thought of this because no one's actually asked me that question. Mm-hmm. Um... For a while, I was carrying just a 
rose quartz heart um, sometimes in my bra mm-hmm. um, or in my wallet. I had it in my wallet for a while. And now, I, I don't know, I've been in a happy relationship for a year. So Good for you. Maybe I manifested that. 2018 is going to be a more of a happier year for you. I love so it. start enjoying it. It's been, it, the struggle has been real meatballs, but I feel like after your read and everything else. And we've connected, so now we have to hang out. I want to yeah. hang out. Get drunk and play yes. drunk games. But Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. We'll have, when I do a meatball meetup and a live podcast, it would be really cool to have you. Oh, I love these meetups. Right? The yeah. meetup. It'll be a fun one. Let's we'll get it. cocktails. It'll be a thing. I had one more question I was just curious about. Yeah. I have a best friend who she said that she's felt that she had like psychic abilities um, and whatnot. And she said as a little girl, she would always see this woman dressed in all black around in different locations and no one else would see her. Mm-hmm. And she said she followed her around for like her whole childhood mm-hmm. and she doesn't see her now. Is that something that you hear a lot from people or has anything like that happened to you? Um, that confuses me. People always ask about my guides like, or, or their guides. Do, do you see them? I don't see my guides. I hear them. I do, I do not know what they look like as far as things following me around. Um, I've heard, not, not for me, but I've seen and heard with other people. I've seen something else following somebody else around. You have? I've seen it. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. Like, like I'll tell Jade, that person has like, has some weird energy or there's something attached to that person. I can see it. Yeah. Because I hear we live in Los Angeles uh-huh. and there are certain places that they tell you not to go to like bar wise. Like they say the Trocadero, there's a lot of souls that can't cross over in there because I don't know, there's a strip club right next to it and people sit there and they drink a lot and it's been there for years. I've heard that about Barney's Beanery that there's certain spirits that will like sit like behind people at the bar and will either tell them to keep drinking or whatever. These could all be whatever. Meet up drunk tales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also the comedy store, which I know you've talked about before on podcasts. Yeah. The comedy um, store has got some really interesting energy in there. So you've been in the comedy store. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was there like back in the days when it was, um, Ciro's and there was all that mob shit going on. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe it would have been a really crazy time. I don't know. What do you think of the energy there? I, I've, I've performed there a bunch of times. I've had some of my greatest shows there. And my favorite thing to do is to actually go there by myself. And I just walk from room to room. And I sit in the back of the room. And I observe all the comics. I've never... On the patio, I don't like the energy. Because I feel like people get stuck on the patio... And it's just, I don't know, there's a lot of, a lot of drinking, a lot of just nothing important happening, if that makes sense. Uh Like just a lot of people stuck on that patio. Yeah. So I don't like that, but I do, I do like those other rooms. I've never really had a bad spiritual experience there though. So I don't know. Hmm. All that shit's gone down there. Yeah. Um, so to recap, is there anything else that you want to tell the meatballs? I mean, other than if anybody's looking for insight, guidance, um, a more, I guess, would you describe your readings down to earth? Yeah. A more down to earth, practical type reading of what, what, what you need to hear. Look me up. ChrisMedina.guide. You were no bullshit, which I really appreciated. You went right for it. Yeah. But also I felt like I was in a safe space when you were doing my reading, which I really appreciated. Yeah. So. I, again, it, it, 
it's always, like I said at the beginning, it's always refreshing to give somebody a reading that you just vibe with naturally, where I can mm-hmm. feel like I'd be like, like, like I can be myself and not just be psychic, Chris. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh Christy, yeah, you're shooting the shit, and kind I of know. talking, eating meatballs, exchanging <laughs> recipes, eating meatballs. <laughs> it's amazing. No, I love it. I love it. I love you. I love you. I love you, meatballs. Um, you're the best. What we've learned is don't let bitches fuck with you. <laughs> and no more settling, ladies. No, no more. settling. If they can't and keep guys, up, there's guys that listen to. Let them go. Yeah. yeah. Just don't settle. Trim the fat. That's a good one. Right? Trim, trim the, fat. the fat. Yeah. Trim the fat. Get it right and get it tight in 2018. Let's do it, ladies. You know? And gentlemen. And gentlemen. And gentlemen. Yeah. And meatballs. Um, give yourself permission to also. Cause I know this is going to be tough for me to like trim the fat and just kind of also lose all the weight I gained eating all the meatballs in New Jersey. Um, know that it's okay to not be perfect and you might not get it right. The first time you might not be able to trim all the fat and we're talking literally and you know, metaphorically in what better way to spend time than with yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, again, taking that time to going back, weeding out people or situations or things that just no longer suit you that need need to fall off. Let yourself die and be reborn. Uh, Well, and in honor of this reading, I'm going to have you do a Lady Gaga read. And um, I I picked this song before we started this, before we did the reading. Um, Exactly a year ago, Lady Gaga retweeted the parody that Gabby Conti and I did of this song. Really? A million reasons. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I have people do the Lady Gaga reads because I think she's my best friend. No. Um, (laughs) So I picked a million reasons for you. Okay. So the first few lines, I feel like resonate with trimming the fat, letting go and coming into 2018. You can pick any line that you want. You can read it as yourself. You can read it as someone from New Jersey you can read it as Lady Gaga you can read it as Little Kim if you want to rap it right oh yeah. my god <laughs> you can um, do whatever you want so I'm gonna I can read any paragraph any, this? anything you can read one sentence you can read the entire thing I don't care while you're picking I'm just gonna say thank you to the meatballs for rating and reviewing I really appreciate all the support and love and I can't wait to grow the podcast even more in 2018 and have a meetup and um, I have some amazing sponsors and stuff coming up for you guys. And I just, I'm excited for everyone. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And now the wonderful Chris Medina doing a million reasons. So I'm going to do this as Psychic Chris. And I'm going to just take a couple little lines here that struck, that stuck out to me, which is, I bow down to pray. I try to make the worst seem better. Lord, show me the way. That's... I don't know if I did that justice, but that's what I'm taking from that. I love that. Do you? I feel like that's what I'm going to have to do a lot of this year. And if you need help, I'm here. Call a friend. Phone a friend. Right. Thank you so much for being here, Chris. Thank you for having me, my love. You've been amazing. I loved, loved, loved having you here. You're welcome back whenever you want. If you just want to come hang out and eat meatballs, you can come do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're the best. Uh, Meatballs, you're the best. And um, how can they find you one more time? I just want to make sure. Yep. ChrisMedina.guide or social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at PsychicChrisM. Perfect. And you can find me at Jacqueline Marfuji, J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I. I almost spelled my name wrong. Um, <laughs> on all the social media things, too. Uh, I hope everyone has a great week, and I'll catch you on the flip side. That was What's Your Juicy. Bye. Just put your paws up, because you were born this way, baby.
My mama told me when I was young, we're all superstars.